I'm Mike. I'm Italian, but if you think that defines me, you can forget about it. And I'm Justin. And I didn't come here to make friends. I came here to have a relationship that'll just keep on going on and on for years and years. And we're going to keep on texting each other drunk every every six months and going, what are we doing with ourselves? Why am I doing this? Who is this person to me? I don't know you. And I did not come here to make friends. And this is Shit My, my girlfriend, girlfriend Makes Me Watch. All right. Let's be honest. Mostly ladies. Welcome to... The first Guys, ever. we fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Shit My Girlfriend Makes Me Watch. Uh, my name is Mike Coscarelli. I'm Justin Perez. We're two New York City comedians. Uh, and some of you might be familiar with us because, uh, well, let's be <laughs> honest here. We're friends with Corinne Fisher. Yes, that's literally <laughs> on my uh, Instagram bio. It's both of our credits. <laughs> friend of Corinne Fisher from the Corinne Fisher universe. Yeah. <laughs> and Mike Coscarelli. Friend of Corinne. Christ. We're Fox. <laughs> Uh, so here's the deal, everybody. Uh, if you turn on this podcast, we want to thank you very much for listening to it. Um, the overall theme of this podcast, uh, shit my girlfriend makes me watch, uh, is that every week, uh, Justin and I are going to get together at one of our apartments. Um, usually, I assume our, our girlfriends will be home, Yeah, as mine is right now. Alexis is in the other room doing laundry, where, might I remind you, where a woman should be. <laughs> She she was like a Jessica Simpson. Uh, uh, she, she looked like Mexican Jessica Simpson. She had Daisy Dukes on. She had like a plastic white laundry basket. Yeah. Her hair was up. It was very like, man, Mike, you really trained her well. And then I was like, you shouldn't say train them. That's not the way we talk about women. And then I was like, don't say that on the podcast because you'll come off like a dick. Do you hear that, Justin? It's 60% of the audience shutting off the podcast. <laughs> Uh, I, I like that you think there's an audience. <laughs> there's an audience. Trust me. We're going to debut with big, strong numbers. Big, the, the most powerful numbers you've ever seen. The biggest seen. numbers we'll ever see. The biggest numbers ever. <laughs> uh, no Russia, no collusion. Um, <laughs> basically, so uh, our, this show uh, started because, um, uh, at least on my end, uh, Alexis, my girlfriend now, uh, for a while, we just got a second TV, but for a long time, we only had one TV. And I was forced to watch basically everything that she watches. All of the Bravo shows that she likes, all the reality TV shows that she likes, sometimes game shows, uh, movies, documentaries, things that I absolutely did not want to watch. <laughs> um, I wound up having to watch with her in, in the bedroom because, you know, a half hour before you fall asleep, that's kind of what you do. You put on trash reality TV and you watch it and... Eventually, you start to form an opinion on it. Yes, uh, which I was not really expecting to do, but it, you know, it was kind of her idea to kick this into motion and say, you know, you should do a podcast about um, your opinions on these people from a, from a bo- the boyfriend's perspective, as somebody who's kind of like not really completely a hundred percent in tune with that culture. Like Justin, you and I are not like, um, you know. Uh, young flamboyant gay men who are like kind of like immersed in this Bravo celebrity culture, but we're kind of familiar with it. Yeah, we're not flamboyant gay men, or are we confident men with our <laughs> our uh, straightness? We're not. Uh, we're not those guys either. So no, we're not. <laughs> so since we're neither of those things, we need an excuse. That's true. We do sort of fall in the middle between. Toxic masculinity and yes. flamboyant gay man. Yeah, we're somewhere in the happy medium. It depends who you ask. It's, right. it's somewhere. It's somewhere in the middle. <laughs> it's like a tolerable uh, type yeah. of man. 
non-threatening uh except you are puerto rican yeah 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 so it's, uh, it's the way it works <laughs> uh but so basically that's 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 the show we're going to be talking about the the bravo shows the reality shows uh the, you know the bachelor's coming to a close right now yeah. we were kind of trying to put this podcast together in time to talk about the bachelor a little bit but so the bachelor's your favorite of all of these yeah types of shows. And, and for my if you want to hear my origin story i was um, before I was a comedian, I was working in a laboratory and a radioactive gay man <laughs> bit me <laughs> and that's how I became into reality shows. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> no, my parents were murdered and they were murdered by a very sassy woman okay. who was into Bravo. And so I've made it my point to learn everything I can about the Bravo network. So you can know your They end. were gunned down when being robbed of, of their uh, pearls. They both had <laughs> pearls on. Uh, no, no, no. My other story was that I have dated people in the past. Uh, it's, you know, every person's different. Like the person I'm dating right now is not into reality shows, but still very much into like big little lies and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And uh, prestige... <laughs> this sounds so dumb to say aloud now that I was about to say it aloud. Prestige women shows. Okay. You know what I mean? Like the, the wonderful Mrs. Maisel or yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Sharp Objects. Uh, She's Downton, in, Downton Abbey. Downton Abbey. Yeah. And these are prestige women shows. Yeah. I, uh, the, what's the one with the, the red capes? Uh, the uh, Handmaid's Tale. Uh, yes, The Handmaid's Tale, yeah. exactly. This, these are like, yeah, Prestige Women shows a great way to, to describe it. They're almost or like the... Or just Prestige shows. Prestige but, shows. But there are like female, um, like, you know, the, there's more females who watch that show than... There's a pretension about it. Yes. there is. A, they are like the pretentious <laughs> female versions of... Like a Fellini movie or something yes, to yes. to like like you meet that artsy fartsy guy at a at a at a, a backyard bonfire in New Jersey. And yes, he everybody else is having a good time, and this guy is talking about how great fucking Brian De Palma moves the camera. And you're just <laughs> yeah, like, the huh? same guy, the female version of that is the person I'm dating right now. Exactly. And then I've dated people in the past, uh, long term relationships who were super into The Bachelor, right? The Bachelorette and uh, all the litany of Bravo shows, and uh, I was deeply. Uh, deep undercover right and and watching that right and i do well, love the bachelor the bachelor uh, you were the one that kind of floated that by me uh when we first started talking about the show the idea of, of uh, first the idea of doing like live recap or maybe not live recaps but recaps that happen immediately after yeah. the bachelor and i hadn't i knew that the bachelor was like a big deal for mm. uh the, the demo that we're trying to sell this podcast to. Yeah. <laughs> but I hadn't realized quite how big it was. And then the fact that you knew as much as you did about it was first off surprising to me. <laughs> second off impressive. Yes. Thank uh, you. And, and like I said, it was a surprise because I just didn't realize that it was something that you would be, you haven't, you're not dating the type of girl right now that cares about the bachelor no no So you keep up with it on your own. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've so just... you like it enough to <laughs> actually really watch it. I, it's funny because even if I don't even watch an episode, I'll read like two or three recaps mm-hmm. by a couple of people I'm friends with, like Selena Kopic, uh does a great recap. There's a couple of good ones uh, on Huffington Post and uh, I don't know, uh, The Ringer right. is a good one. Yeah. And even I just like reading about like the insanity and then I'll look up clips and then I'll find myself deep, deep into it. And, you know, I'm bookmarking Reality Steve and all this stuff. Sure. And it's just this world that I love kind of getting into every 
every few months, and that's the way it goes. Well, it's interesting because The Bachelor, I think, is a nice gateway drug into kind of all of this stuff. Yes, it's the it's the most. So it's I mean, every every female uh, that I've well, this is a generalized. Every person that I've dated who's been super into The Bachelor, this is all very obvious, but it's the longest running reality show that's done particularly well sure. and now they have it down to a science on how to cast people the amount of alcohol like i think they have like if we give them 4.5 drinks uh a top will come off right or these two men <laughs> will fight right or like they have it down to a science and right. they and every season they they mostly have really interesting people and usually the dud is the actual bachelor or bachelorette sure that's usually the born person do you feel like that was the case this season with becca this season becca becca had a compelling story to be to become the bachelorette but she's pretty boring she's very nice she's beautiful all those things she has a cool tattoo I like a little trash tattoo. <laughs> Big fan of that. Minnesota girl. Yeah, from, yeah. from the mountains uh, up in Minnesota. She, she's made mistakes, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's moved on from that point of her life. Right. Like, she looks like she got fired from a couple of jobs, yeah. you know? Oh, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 For, for showing up drunk. Showing up drunk or just not showing up for, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. weeks. <laughs> which makes me like her. I, I respect a woman like that. Becca, we thought you were dead. <laughs> <laughs> we, 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 we set the search party for you. Your car we was abandoned. We had a funeral. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you watched it in the rafters. We saw you. It was a real Huck Finn up there. Uh, and so she, she's all right. She's nothing special. There have been, like, uh, Rachel from a couple seasons ago, Rachel. Uh, Rachel Lindsay, the first black bachelorette, uh, was a lot smarter and a lot cooler, uh, but she was also a little boring. Mm -hmm. So you kind of need it like a perfect combination of a person who actually takes this seriously for some reason. I don't know right. why, but for some reason they take this seriously and they're also like a little bit of a wild card. Sure. Uh, well, yeah, it's interesting. And this is, brings up a point that I wanted to bring up with our um, uh, just, you know, uh, our programming in general and, and how we approach this. Yeah. We're going to, we're really like, uh, our goal is to really not be like mean pricks. We're, yes, we're no. going to attempt. I like, I like most of these shows. Yeah. And that's the thing. So it's like, like we're going to legitimately try to talk about like Vanderpump rules in a way that is like funny and whatever. We give like our honest opinion about what's happening as mm -hmm. just like, pragmatic men who kind of like wouldn't let some of this shit slide if it was yeah. happening in our lives um kind of dissect how we would handle a lot of these situations but we're really are we're going to attempt to not be mean and call the people who watch these shows boring no and the people no. who are on these shows boring and that's the thing with like the bachelorette and i wanted to bring it up they're like regular people in a lot of ways and so, some of the contestants have like very like like Jordan this year was a good example of like, <laughs> I don't know what the hell that personality. I've never really seen that before. It was almost a cartoon character version of a very vain man. I didn't think that that person kind of existed and maybe he was playing it up for TV and producers are kind of bringing that out of him. I'm yeah. sure that exists, but um, I wonder if you're a producer and you're, you know, doing casting something like the bachelor, yeah. which for whatever reason does seem to kind of draw these like, in a lot of cases, the contestants tend to be kind of boring and and a little empty-headed. The people yeah. that make it the farthest, at least, they're kind of just like, they become fanatics for the other person and they kind of like, you lose sight of the fact that they are living a real life. Yeah. Uh, I wonder why that's cast like that. And then we see these other reality shows that are the total opposite. 
where so, you look at like you watch like a Vanderpump Rules or you watch like Jersey Shore. Yeah. And the entertainment is in the fact that these people are just completely out of control and unhinged. Can I tell you my theory? Yes. So I, I know this because my mom has subtly dropped hints that I should be the bachelor. Okay. <laughs> which I don't think okay. she actually thinks that. I think she's just sad I'm not married. Uh-huh. So her nice way of saying that is you should be on the bachelor. And I'm like, you just want children. Yeah. Right. Uh, so my theory is that uh, I, I, so, so what I found out is that the bachelor, you cannot have any, any sort of STD. You can't have HPV. You can't have uh, mouth sores. You can't have herpes. You can't have any of this stuff. Mm-hmm. I have mouth sores. Okay. <laughs> I get mouth sores from time to time. So I, I could never be on it. So what I think is because they have this very strict blood testing that they do <laughs> for STDs, yeah. you get some of the most boring people who, <laughs> who've ever lived, right. beautiful, boring people right. who've not even like experienced like a, a dangerous person or like, yeah, a, right, right, right. <laughs> like they've never even been in contact. Yeah. They've had sex with, with a, a few people. Or, yeah. 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 They've not, they're not taking chances out there. Yeah. Right. And you get these people and you liquor them up and sometimes something interesting happens, but sometimes you just get vain, attractive people. Like there's a, a, for the most part, the more attractive you are, the the less I want to speak to you. Right. And if you're going to be cast on a show, the chances of you finding a charming, interesting person, it goes for guys and girls are slim to none. So that's why those shows are kind of a little bit more stale. Whereas, Shows like Rock of Love. Yeah, yeah. I think they wanted you to have a couple STDs in there. <laughs> it that was show was fascinating. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> must have had syphilis many yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> must have active <laughs> gonorrhea. <laughs> it's an interesting theory. It makes a lot of sense, man. Because I have to imagine, from a producer standpoint, it's much harder to put together a show like The Bachelor to make this is two hours long. Yeah, there's liabilities. I understand why they do the the no STD. I understand it. It's yeah. just a liability. But I, I also think there's something to be said for that person who somehow has made it to the age of 30 yeah. in a major city and not get it, gotten anything. That's right. truly insane. Yeah, like Colton, who this year was a, his his big secret was that he, <laughs> he was, was a virgin. virgin. <laughs> he was in the NFL, big, handsome, studly, 27-year-old, like, like good-looking dude who yeah, just like, was afraid to have sex with Becca or anybody, but with Becca. To me, that's insane. Like, yeah. I, just looking like that, you have to like fall into a vagina by accident. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm sure They're begging. Yeah. Or yeah. like, I, I'm, I'm sure someone is like throwing themselves at you. I'm a third as attractive as that man. <laughs> and the people have like, you know and what I mean? you figured out a way to get mouth sores. Yes. <laughs> oh, my friend. I, you know what's really sad about that? What? It happened when I was a flight attendant in 2005. Oh. And I have a photo of the girl who gave it to me right before she kissed me. It's very sad. That is very sad. So I have like footage so you have of the woman who like ruined of part you, of my life. Where you could have said no. <laughs> I didn't understand what it was. I thought she had a pimple near her mouth. She was German. She was a flight attendant for Lufthansa. I was I was an idiot. Yeah. And, and, and now I pay for it every four months. <laughs> <laughs> or when you get stressed. You know, or when I get stressed or the sun is high. Right. You know? Right. Anyway, but that's my theory on The Bachelor and why it's boring and then. The rest of the shows that are more fun, I like, like I'm sure like Southern Charm. Yeah, there's no rules like that. They're just like no. whatever, dude. Southern Charm. It's funny because uh, I was gonna bring up your that your gateway was The Bachelor. I have a I have a split gateway. Yeah, what are your so there for me? The first one was Vanderpump. Yeah, Vanderpump Rules. Um, I that was the one that was put in front of me first and when Lex was like explaining to me all the storylines yeah like so for the Stassi guys for the six guys listening 
Uh, Vanderpump Rules is a show that was a spinoff of uh, Real Housewives of Beverly of, Hills. Of Beverly Hills. Yeah. Lisa Vanderpump yeah. is this personality, this this older woman, uh, and she was she, she was a star. Yeah, and she got her own spinoff show. Well, here, all right. So here's how the spinoff happened too. Because so, so uh, I used to produce a podcast called Pastor Bedtime with Andrea Belke and and uh, Daniel Kay and Caitlin Cook. And they're the guests that they usually tend to have on are reality stars. So I got to meet Tom Sandoval during one of the recordings and we were talking and he was saying how the way the spinoff actually happened was that Lisa Vanderpump was on set for Beverly Hills uh-huh. and uh, somebody from uh, uh, what the hell? Um, I forget the name of the restaurant, but somebody from the restaurant calls Lisa. Lex, what's the name of the restaurant? Uh, Vanderpump's restaurant where Vanderpump Rules takes place? Sir. Sir. All right. So somebody. <laughs> sir. sir. <laughs> Great. There's, there's three. That's Lex in the background. Everybody say hi to Lex. Uh, hey. So basically somebody from Sir calls Lisa because something's going down in the restaurant. Like, uh-huh. like in, this is before it's on TV. So it's like real life drama. It's actual drama. Yeah. Something's happening between like, like Stasi and Jax. Jax punches her in the face. Like whatever happens. <laughs> Some crazy happened. <laughs> And uh-huh. she's on the phone dealing with this and the producer like gets wind of it. Uh-huh. And the producer's like, what the fuck is that? And she's like, it's my restaurant. There's, you know, we try to keep a grip on these kids, but they're just, they're like 20 and they're all fucking each other and they're all like drunk and fighting and it's just chaos. She, so so the, she did a perfect elevator pitch. Yeah, basically. To like a money hungry producer. Completely by accident. Yeah. It, it, just in defeat. Like, it's ah. just drama every week. <laughs> yeah. They should make a show out of that. <laughs> all right. She, so this, so the the producer they they create this flow chart. Once they like they they get more in depth, and Lisa explains like, yeah. well, Stasi's dating him, and Jax is fucking her, and and Tom, like all this. There's this web of everybody. Like a flow chart. Yeah, dude. The first <laughs> season, they're all in relationships with each other. Yeah, no one's single. They're all. That's what like the drama is built around. So that's what the first season, like the web, was built on, mm-hmm. and that became the show. So it was Vanderpump Rules. Yeah, it was Vanderpump Rules. So Lex kind of put that in front of me as it was happening and was like, you got to watch it. And I got so drawn in by this dude, Jax Taylor, who is like a, a maniac, a real maniac. But the crazy thing is, it's like, I, I liked it because it was like a case study to yeah. me, for me. Like I was watching this and I was like, I was like, this is a real true glimpse into like mental illness <laughs> in a way that is like so it, fascinating. You saw it as like a, a, a weekly episode of gray gardens, just like yeah, dude, a, a it, man just slowly going insane. Yeah. And just, yeah, it's <laughs> literally letting himself go. They're all just like, like Jax is such a fucking pathological liar. <laughs> and again, it's hard to tell exactly what's but, real, Like what's the show telling him he should do and what's he actually doing. Right, exactly. Yeah. And it's like, and how much a producer is just kind of like, you know, it would be really good for TV if I know you're engaged to Britney but if you fuck this black chick this would <laughs> First make off, her well that's what happened I know what happened. I, there's no way that a producer could be like it would I'm be great saying, if you fuck this person I, I know I yes. think that I think the producers what they do is they set up scenarios and they go react yeah I'm sure I'm but, sure but I don't think they go fuck the black chick <laughs> but then like but if you're if you're enough of a sociopath and you get like an okay from like yeah, a producer yeah. and they're just like, well, producer told me I should fuck this girl. Like, there's sorry, no way Brittany. They said that. I'm sure there's, it didn't there's happen. No, there's no way they said fuck anybody. I think he's a fucking... See, see, this is what I'm talking about. Okay. A, there's a woman listening and she's going, this fucking guy is defending a guy. No, I'm not saying, defending him at all. <laughs> he, I, he he definitely did this on his own. There's no way of a producer course, would of tell... Of course. 
Even if a producer did do it, it's wrong. He shouldn't be sure, he's sure. living with this girl. Yeah, and he's yeah. Like you about shouldn't to be listen to a. It, it's like that. Uh, the the Borat show, the Ali G show, the uh, the Sasha Baron Cohen show. Yeah. Sure, he he pushed you, but you didn't have to say any of the things. Sure, of course, you're an idiot. Absolutely. But on camera, I was looking at it from a fat like like I, I was annoyed at it at first because I was like, oh, it's just like girl drama, like who cares, whatever. And then you just start seeing kind of how crazy a lot of these these webs become, and yeah. how a lot of like the guys are just as bad as the girls, if not worse, because they're the, the last season of Vanderpump I thought was fucking badass. Um, for like the wrong reasons, because they've got all this like drama going on about like like they 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 go to Mexico for this trip, Justin, uh-huh. and it turns into like five episodes. This one like week long trip to Mexico, because all this this like drama comes out about um Jack's cheating on Brittany, and the girls tried to set Brittany up with some other guy that worked in the restaurant that's like not part of their crew. <laughs> so now Jax has to confront this guy. So at the end at like the end of the season, Jax just shows up at Sir. And just throws a fucking fit. Like he, the place that he works, he's like a thirty-four-year-old um, bartender, basically. Ugh. That's his like job. So he makes good money working at this restaurant as a bartender. But he shows up on a night that he's not working yeah. to confront basically everybody to be like, well, I can't fucking believe you guys like tried to set Britney. And he just like starts yelling at Lisa, like and the people that own the restaurant. Like he's just yelling at everybody and screaming, and it's insane to watch because you're in you're in in your head you're like if this was real this couldn't happen if this was real life nobody would do this <laughs> nobody would risk their job that like keeps their lights on in los angeles to for what for a confrontation with a bunch of other waiters <laughs> like it doesn't make any it didn't make any sense and i'm watching this and now i'm kind of like getting invested in the storyline i'm like man this fucking jacks guy is crazy so you start going deeper into that and then yeah. do you start going when is your friend southern charm come in southern charm uh, peaks its way in as um basically when we start doing this podcast lex tells me um there's only a couple seasons of southern charm and you can start from the beginning and yeah, you can catch up really like quickly. you can catch up really quickly and, and you have like, hulu live now right yes yeah, you're so you you really can, throwing that in my face i have hulu live <laughs> you do it at my place right <laughs> yeah and i'm, I'm telling like wow you, my the I'm third like, best platform I, to stream <laughs> things from wow hulu live how cool are you <laughs> what do you have showtime too grandpa you fucking old piece of shit and we got cinemax wow cinemax. showtime and cinemax you automatically get as soon as you get married like, like, yeah, like once you're 35 and, and you're married people. with yeah. a child, it, Showtime just appears. Yeah, Stars just, also. Just, I don't even know we had it. Are we oh. paying extra for this? Yeah, Nobody I guess knows. so. Yeah, my, my, my cable bill's $300. It's great. <laughs> I get all the channels. So, uh, so Southern on. Charm peeks in because she says you can watch a bunch of these quick and uh-huh. kind of like get caught up. So I... I'm a, I'm apprehensive at first. I'm like, all right, like like Vanderpump is enough. I don't even care. And then I start watching Southern Charm, and I am fucking in, dude. The, the, if you're a male listener who has never even attempted to watch any of these shows, Southern Charm, in my opinion, is the best one. Uh, because for men, you're saying for certainly men. Certainly for men. I think I think at this point it's the best one. Period. Yeah. Uh, the the season that just happened is insane. Um, to catch you up to speed, no, though, no, but I, I want to hear more about the, the origin story. So you start getting into it. That's what I'm saying. So the reason, the reason I think it's the best is be, is the reason that I it hooked me was because it, it's basically it's about the pillars of the show are these like four guys in Charleston. So the the, the premise is that like Charleston is uh, is this never never land for men. 
Uh, so it's like, oh, man, man in Charleston, they never grow up, you know? They're just <laughs> constant playboys. So there's this guy, Thomas Ravenel, uh-huh. who is, uh, he's like old money. They've like, they've owned shit in Charleston for like a century. Oh, you mean including people? Including people, people. yeah. People. yeah there's no- <laughs> <laughs> so the Ra- like the Ravenel Bridge in Charleston, like his family is like oh serious old money. Yeah, they have they names on a around. Of yeah. course they do. <laughs> so basically this dude is the, the, the this is the first episode justin uh-huh. the first episode of the show thomas ravenel is i believe he is the um the uh treasurer of south carolina that's yes. his he's that's his office i think he was under mark sanford the famous governor who ran off with his mistress in argentina is that and, right yeah and he said he was famous for for running off with his mistress but he told his wife and his staff that he was hiking the Appalachian Trail. Mm. Well, that's Charleston for you, boy. Those boys just never gonna grow up. <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> so, so, so Ravenel is the treasurer uh, of the of the state. You can't tell a dog to stop digging. <laughs> so, so Ravenel is the treasurer of the state, and uh-huh. he gets indicted, of course, uh, because he is. It's uh, episode one. It's episode one. He is. So, a, so he's he a, he agreed to do the show. <laughs> yeah. He didn't know he was being indicted. No, 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 no. He had, no, no, no. He had been indicted. So oh, he, I see, he, I see. he went to jail because he was a bad cokehead. So he got thrown into jail because he was. I guess he got caught with enough coke where they you indicted him. You have to be a him. terrible cokehead to actually serve real time in jail. Yeah, he did. I think he did six months in like a federal penitentiary. To but be it was that in a rich, to be that rich and white, and to do six months in jail for drugs is n- literally impossible. Must have been pounds of cocaine. It, it must not have only, been pounds. Not only rich and white, he was in office. Yeah, it had to be something was weird because I, I work in court and it's literally impossible. Yeah, for somebody that white and rich. Or even black. To, to, <laughs> like, if you just have like a little bit for, for possession, they'll put you in a drug drug program. You'll get yeah. a ACD, a conditional discharge. So go on. I'm yeah. sorry. But basically, they're setting this up, the whole thing up, so they show you that Ravenel is like this playboy party boy like politician <laughs> they spin so, this as a positive yeah so well they're so like, this guy's a fucking yeah. wreck <laughs> <laughs> so the first episode they're literally it's like it's like ravenel is like embarking on reviving his political career yeah sure so he so he so, goes i have an idea yeah. bravo <laughs> yeah. so all those politicians yeah. getting their jobs back so th- that's basically that's the whole premise of the show is that like ravenel is the main character yeah and dude the first season so Catherine dennis becomes like the female lead pretty much in the show Who's Catherine dennis in relation to him uh Catherine dennis becomes a at the time a 22 year old girl oh yes that he just this. gets pregnant uh, and marries and dude this is this is him as a republican in south carolina saying i'm back i'm back <laughs> I'm baby ba- so see so he's he's literally dude he ruins his political career again he's like 45 yeah he's older than that he's yeah. like 51 Ugh. he's like an Ugh. old man Ugh. but he looks good though but he's an old man that's bad because i'm at the point where i'm like i shouldn't even speak to 22 year olds anymore like totally. I, I i've i think i'm past that I sure hope so. I'm 35. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I can't even imagine like beyond this next week <laughs> even speaking to 22-year-olds. So the fact that this fucking dirty old man is like 51 yeah. impregnating women and being yeah. like, yeah, it's the start of my career, baby. Totally, dude. So he gets her pregnant and then basically Ugh. like the whole like first two seasons of the show is about Thomas like now having gotten this girl pregnant like having a baby out of wedlock with some young it's like it's like reeks of scandal and it's on tv (laughs) 
and he's running for office. Great. And that was another thing that I was looking at as just like, dude, this is just so fucking fascinating to see somebody who's enough of an egomaniac that they're just like, well, I guess this will just put me back in the spotlight. That's really boys will be boys. Yeah, boys will be boys. It's South Carolina after all. <laughs> What's the crazy. gator not gonna bite? <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> Sir, you're cheating on your wife. Yeah. So now, uh, six seasons later, uh-huh. the the last season of Southern Charm just uh, wrapped up, and to catch up to speed, Justin, they had the reunion. Ravenel was not on it. <laughs> I heard he's out. Yeah, I heard he, he ran into some. Uh, you won't believe it, but more legal problems. <laughs> more legal problems for Thomas Ravenel. Related he, to... He uh, apparently raped two women. Oh, God. Uh, and there's a chance that his girlfriend, or his, I guess, still current girlfriend, uh, is an escort. Who was being paid to, to be with him, or was a former escort, or is an escort. Not the one he had a child with, right? No. So they're separated. Y- yeah. They have joint... Well, they had joint custody. That's yeah. got to be gone. <laughs> but... Uh, I'm sure he has a joint. <laughs> yeah. He's 56. <laughs> He's smoking joints like a fucking child. <laughs> but basically... So the, the, the reunion was basically all about whether or not this woman... Uh, I forget the name, but I'll, I'll get it for the next episode. Is an escort or not. She's like confronted with it. It's crazy, dude. It's a great show. It really is. It's like it's as captivating to watch just because it's like so nonsensical and and full of bickering to a degree where you're just like, this can't be real. But it is. Yeah. Well, I think the cracks show themselves because all these people are not good actors. No, no. So terrible. You sort of see it put on when they're not acting well. That's like being pushed by producers this scenario but when they're actually like just being themselves and it seems believable i think those are the moments where you're like oh this is getting very little massaging here this is truly how they feel yeah there's no cracks to show yeah absolutely like um going back to the bachelor yes please season before when ari who is a a very boring failed race car driver (laughs) uh he um dumped the winner becca and he did it in the most cruel way. They were on a break from filming. He called the producers up to let them know he's having second thoughts and maybe might break up with her. The producers rushed over as they were like <laughs> yeah. traveling together as a couple. Yeah. Essentially like a honeymoon. Rushed over with like crappy cameras. And then he just did it <laughs> on camera when he didn't need to do it on camera. There's no contra- contractual obligation for him to do it on camera. And her reactions were so uncomfortable yeah and his reactions were so uncomfortable because he probably felt a little pressure to be nice and also to keep her on camera like like to stretch the time like a fucking psycho and uh it was very uncomfortable and those are the moments that you kind of love in reality not love you don't love someone's sadness but you kind of love these moments you're like oh shit this is real yeah these people are like i don't know it's kind of like um i know you don't do this but uh do you watch i watch porn and yes, I also watch porn. No, Justin. you you have a girlfriend. <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, you're happy. Uh, she's Mexican. <laughs> she's Mexican. Nothing but sex. Those <laughs> Hispanics are nothing but sex. Uh, no, no. But I, I actually think like in porn, there's even a, a point where you're like, oh, my God. They actually love having sex with each other. Sure. Or like you'll see the girl actually get, or in my get case, into it. Yes, she's really in pain. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> she's really in pain. She's truly in pain. <laughs> Kink.com yeah. uh, is one of our sponsors. Want to give a shout out. <laughs> and shout out to the police who just drove yeah, by. Yeah, what up, police? Uh, 
big fan sting uh and so (laughs) yeah yeah so it's like the same thing like you see a moment of humanity flash through sometimes sure well the question that i want to ask too i think it's like an important thing to kind of settle in in episode one do you think people relate more to reality tv now because social media is at such a fever pitch and everybody literally has a camera in their pocket Uh that can record video so like your your scenario with becca and ari where uh Ari called producers and brought the cameras over, or whatever, and they got this breakup live on camera, which yeah. is a complete scumbag move. <laughs> it's right? very scummy, yeah. So let's equate that to somebody uh, who has a very large Instagram following for some reason, right? Yes. Let's say you got ten thousand Instagram followers, yeah, and you break up with somebody on Facebook Live, on Instagram, Instagram Live, or live. something. Yeah, right. Oh my God, it's it's a similar, it's a smaller audience, but it's a similar situation, right? Yeah. So, do you think people now can relate to somebody like Becca because you could re- you could depending on your situation, you could kind of be in a similar situation. It's a scumbag move to uh, put it on record that you're you broke up with somebody to to capture that moment in a way that shine such a bad light on somebody else and a, a vulnerable light on somebody. Of course, as someone who's been both sides of, I've been the piece of shit a lot more than the, the wrong person, but I would say, yeah, it sucks. Like I, I, I imagine like people just see it as like, I've been wronged by a person. Like they throw in their own thing into sure. it. Sure. You know, you get, now like I've been wronged by a person who right. like was on uh, uh, Bumble like the next day. After we broke up, after dating for a while, you know what I mean. Or if somebody screen grabs, or uh, screen grabs a, a conversation you right. have, and now you and, just and, look and like an puts idiot. it on there to make you look like an idiot. Yeah. Or it, or it's just just anything, you know what I mean. Or or someone is seen dating someone very soon. Like I've done all those things. Those are all like shitty things, and I've been the villain. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and people relate to that shit from both sides. Yeah. I think it's a huge part of it now. Um, so let's go. Let's I like how in this scenario, I just like was like, I, I've been the villain. You guys relate, right? Everyone's like, no, you're a fucking piece of shit. I've never done that. Yeah, you're like an actual good person, Mike. I. <laughs> you have moments? Yeah, I, I've, have, I've had moments of being a good person. But, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, well, let's do this. We we. We don't want to take up too much time on the first episode just because we're kind of just doing an overview of what we want to do. Sure, yeah. But uh, who is your favorite reality show or um, bachelorette? Whoever's in this world, who do you like the best? Oh, boy. Um, I've thought about it. And I think my favorite person was a few seasons ago was uh, a few seasons ago on The Bachelor. Mm. There was a man called Juan Carlos. Mm. He was The Bachelor, right? He was The Bachelor. Okay. He was a Hispanic man. It's Juan That's what I just said. Uh, it's a Carlos. Oh, Juan Pablo. Oh, Juan Carlos. Who's Juan Carlos? Oh, Juan Pablo. Well, Lexi, you can help me out this because yeah, Lex, I feel like over. I'm going to get some facts wrong in this. What is his origin story? He just was picked as... Like was he on a previous season and he was he stood out? He was on Put up microphone. He was on Caitlin. Yeah, here. He was on Caitlyn's season, and then she didn't pick him. So then he got his own season. Yeah. And then he had Andy Dorfman. Yes, who was the former attorney? Yeah. Yes, she she was like a former ADA. Yeah, and now, so then they got towards the end and he was just treating her like shit, and they were gonna be like, it was about to be their fantasy sweet night. Uh-huh. 
And he's like, it's okay, it's okay. And she was like, no, it's not okay. And then she just walked out on him. She became a legend. She was uh, so I love that season because Juan Juan Pablo uh, <laughs> clearly I'm a big fan uh, Juan Pablo yeah uh, my favorite basketball player is uh, LeBron Simpson uh, yeah so my favorite so Juan Pablo was great because he was an actual he had actual personality he was actually a dick to people sometimes mm-hmm. uh, I would say a lot of times he was an actual dick you say he's being real he was kind of a villain he was a yeah. heel. He, I mean, there were parts of him that were being real. He'd make out with people. He was like a real sociopath on the show. Like he was doing things, I think, just to make out with people. Like I, I was convinced of this. Sure. By the end of the show, and the reason the show got even better is because Andy Dorfman, who's a very smart woman, she's written a couple of books. She's she's turned it into her own season of The Bachelor, mm-hmm. The Bachelorette, which is you know, if you have a great compelling like last three weeks on The Bachelor, you just set up your next payday. It's great. oh sure yeah yeah so. She was, she was probably one of the first women. She was so motivated by this guy's scumminess that she was like, "I'm out." She was like one of the first women to be like, "I'm out. I, I'm not going to participate in this shit. This is complete shit." And it was great. And it was a great season all around. I love, I love a heel turn by a man. Yeah. I, I love a, I love a woman just fucking taking charge and just winning. And yeah, she looks. Uh, she's. She, people don't even talk about him anymore. Because he's he's sort of out of the world. She's still in the world. She's still making money off mm-hmm. this. So it was a great season all around and a, a great villain and some actual personality for once. And his villainy spread the wealth to people so they can continue a career in the reality TV. Yeah, yeah. In, in the wrestling for women realm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is what this is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is just, this is wrestling for a, a female demographic. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's got a lot of hype. There's, it's, it's all, it's all mic work. Yes, it's all rocking the mic, and that's essentially like like those are the best, like housewives and and people on these reality shows. Like who's who's the who's the best person on Jersey Shore? Oh man, it's a kind of it's kind of hard because they're all well. Good. Sober Mike now is really something to watch, but, but for <laughs> because only because we <laughs> knew shit talking Mike. Yeah, we knew crazy person Mike yeah. who was like, oh, he's gonna die. <laughs> yeah, he put his head get... through a cement wall in Italy. <laughs> yeah, this is like a, a scummier a Demi Lovato. Like this guy's yeah, this yeah. Guy's gonna die. <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, I guess I think Situation was my favorite for a while on Jersey Shore. Polly D's real good. Polly D's cool though. I actually yeah. Like Polly him. D's actually real and, cool. And same thing with uh, the other kid, uh, Vinny. Yeah. And Ronnie, I'm just scared of. I yeah, I, I was thought afraid. he was gonna assault somebody. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I I didn't want to ever be around. He's like one of those guys you drink with. And you're like, I just yeah. don't want to get too drunk with. Keep this guy. women away from him. Yeah. He's yeah. He's punch just, somebody in the fucking yeah, he's really head. Really terrifying. Uh, my favorite in the world in this little world is uh, Bethany Frankel, uh, for sure. Skinny girl. Skinny girl. Skinny girl. Fr- uh, Empire Skinny Girl Empire That's one of the reasons I like her She's a legitimate <laughs> You heard like, it here first Mike Coscarelli loves skinny girls <laughs> <laughs> She she built a legitimate empire uh-huh. uh, She's yeah. like a real businesswoman yeah. In New York City Where people get Fucking their throat slit yes. Trying to be successful here She And she did it all With, with the, the smile of the Joker Yeah In the original <laughs> The original Batman think, movie Do you think that Bethany's attractive? She's not ugly, but she's not. Bethany's kind of my type. You know what it is? I have such an aversion to any surgery that if I could smell any surgery on you, it really turns me off. Do you think she looks like she's had like a lot of work yeah. done? Yeah, she does. You think? Yeah. 
they all kind of do though, right? They're, they're all white women, and most white women donate. I, this is such a fucking generalization, but I, as a Hispanic, I, I, most white women don't age the same way as Hispanic women or like black women. So yeah, I, right. I, Spanish I think it's women get impossible wide. for her to look like that, and she has like a Cheshire cat smile on her sure. permanently. So I'd say yeah, she has some work done. Okay, all right. That's I fair. would say she would be. Uh, she's not going to be the first woman on any of the shows to not have work done. You know what I mean? For sure. Yeah, I don't think that they've all had like they've all some yeah, yeah. something done without question. Well, I think I do think Bethany's hot. That's another reason she, why she's on my list, <laughs> uh, dude. She's like she's f- f- close to fifty or at yeah, fifty, yeah. right? She's in that that ballpark. I think she looks damn good for fucking yeah, forty five, fifty. Every woman on the reality shows, there's no like. If you saw them in person, you're like, "That's a good looking fifty year old. That's a good looking. That's a good looking woman." There's, there's, they're on TV for a reason. <laughs> I get that. That's true, but uh, so and I think that she is a supreme shit talker. Yeah, I think she's really good at kind of like starting problems, which yeah. is what you want. Yeah, that's what you need. You really need somebody to. Uh, she's not a heel, I don't think. No, but she's definitely she's a straw, and she stirs she the stirs shit the up. She stirs the drink. She's, she's, the, she's, she's, she's a straw that the stirs the drink. <laughs> she's the Reggie Jackson of yes, of yes. reality TV, uh, and I think she's just really fun to watch. The other thing too is she's she's um, she she can play a lot of different roles. Like she goes on Shark Tank, and I think she's good on Shark Tank. Like she can, she shows up in a lot of different places where I think she, she winds the up. Oh, no. the show Shark Tank! <laughs> I was like, oh. the show Shark was like, Tank. It's fucked up. Why? What did you think? I thought it was like Shark Week, and they just no put out like her no she face. she's done. She's been on Shark Tank. Like she's, she's been on the show Shark Tank. Yeah, and as I, I, like I, one of the sharks. I was making a very bad joke. Oh, it's okay. I, I really shit don't on people for surgery. I don't know why it's such a big deal to me. It's very dumb. It's, <laughs> it's stupid. I should get over it. I'm sure it, you know it's gonna happen. I'm gonna marry Bethany Frankel, and then Lucky these you. words will come back to me. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a, that'd be a good thing for you, Justin. Yeah, you can finally know. give up this 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 f- fake <laughs> this, dream of comedy. This people, this people <laughs> dream. Quit the podcast. <laughs> just, just get some money. That'd be nice. <laughs> yeah. All right, folks. Well, I listen. would still do this. I would still do this. Yeah, this is gonna be fun. <laughs> I think we we plan on having every uh, having fun uh, every week. We're gonna release uh, every Thursday. Uh, Lex joins us again. Uh, Lex, Justin, please. I, I beg of you, Lex, sit down for one second. I just will, we're giving you sixty seconds. I'm gonna get on the clock just to give us your thoughts on us doing the podcast and what you expect from this upcoming season. And this will be a fairly regular segment. Yeah, uh, we're gonna give Lexi sixty seconds to talk about whatever she wants. No, no, no. It's it just like, what do you think about Mike and I doing this podcast, and what do you hope will happen? Um, I think I'm going to get very frustrated listening to you guys get everything wrong. I was in the back. I was doing laundry and I was listening to you guys like mess up names and the timing. You said Catherine and Thomas were married. They were I not. didn't say that. I yeah, said that they did. had a baby. This is her time. No, you did. You said they were married. You said he married this young girl. They were never married. Um, no, I mean, but I think it's going to be, it'll be fun. I like watching shows with you. <laughs> Why are you laughing? I appreciate that I you like know, watching. I like watching shows with you. I like your side commentary, and I think other people would like it too. So, okay, all right. Did you hit sixty? No, she's she still has nineteen seconds left. You've never let her talk for sixty seconds uninterrupted. Yeah, she didn't she, know what she to doesn't do. know what to do. <laughs> uh, and is there any is there any shows or things that you want us to cover? All the housewives, obviously. Um, 
Shaws of Sunset is starting soon. Oh, Shaws of Sunset's got it. We have to do that because yeah, that show looks ridiculous. Shots. But you need to catch up. And, uh, time, time she's up. Thank you very much for coming, Lexi. Thank you very much. Be well. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. It's always nice when she pops in, huh? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Shaws of Sunset looks fucking crazy. Yeah. I don't know, have you seen the promos for that yet? No, dude, no. I haven't. I, I I just know there's a guy with a dope mustache, and I oh, want it's in. absurd. Yeah. It's crazy. They're apparently Persian Jews. Wow, I didn't even know that existed. Yeah, we're well, gonna have to watch that. They would never let actual Persians on. <laughs> no, that'd be too crazy. <laughs> they but they, be Jew. dude, they but they have the they have like the characteristics of Persians. Like there's gold everywhere. It's, yeah, dude, bro, we gotta fucking catch up and watch that. Do they have characteristics of of Jewish people? No, I mean they're like they're like a little little annoying sometimes, but yeah, yeah. Everyone knows Jews are known for being annoying. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, other than that, good you know, times. Uh, listen, I'm one of them, so I'm gonna. Are you? Yeah, of course I am. You know what I do? I want. You think do... I would do that without protection? You think <laughs> that I would say that without do? without my get, without my Jew badge? I want to get. A, I want to do 23 and Me. Find out like all the little things I am. And then just start doing those jokes and then be like, look, look, I'm one fifth Jew. You can't get mad at me. Eight percent from the Congo. Thirty four percent Chinese American. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to be doing this show every week, guys. It'll be a Thursday release. So every Thursday morning, you're going to get a, a brand new episode. Uh, by the time this comes out, The Bachelor will have been done. I assume uh, Garrett is going to win. I don't think there's any reason. To, I mean, maybe it'll be Blake, but I, I doubt Blake will do it. Yeah, I, my handicapping for Bachelor, uh, The Bachelorette always goes, always choose the most uh, lacrosse name. Yeah. L- like lacrosse men's team name, like Garrett. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah, he's gonna win. Dixon. He's, he's a Trump supporter, <laughs> yeah, which means yeah. he's a family man. <laughs> he's a family. Yeah, that's, that's what it means now. He's a family man. Yeah, uh, but you can get at us on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I'm at Mike Coscarelli on I, both Twitter and Instagram. I'm I, I'm stupidly divided, and I'm at the Fart Box on Instagram <laughs> and at Justin Perez on Twitter. You should make it one or the other. I I can't get rid of Fart Box. You know what it is? They don't have Justin Perez on Instagram. Got you. But they do have it on Twitter, and I have it, so I don't want to get rid of it. But I, but I, that's I am, crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess you, it's prime real estate. It's prime real estate. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, let us know what you want us to watch. We'll gladly watch and review stuff. Obviously, we have favorites that we're going to do when Jersey Shore Part Two, Season Two comes back. We'll be all over that shit because I'm repping Jersey like nobody's business. Yeah, and then when uh, the games start, the the uh, Bachelor in Paradise starts. Oh, I'm we're all, all over that. Yeah, we're all over that. Very excited for that. Uh, but we're going to pick some stuff every week that we think that you guys are going to like. But we want to definitely hear from you. Tweet at us. Let us know whatever you uh, you know want us to watch. And uh, We got nothing else to do. We'll, we'll just watch it. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean. What's, what's going to stop us? The hell am I going to do? Comedy? Come ba- on. Yeah. Basketball <laughs> season doesn't start till October. We yeah. got time to kill. Yeah. So uh, we love you guys. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll uh, catch you next week. Goodbye. Peace.